And, and I'm, I want to give you a, a fair warning. There is a high likelihood that I may preach this thing straight off my head. I have no idea how that is going to turn out. But if that happens, we're just going to go with it. Amen. In Jesus' name. But God is good, and we're glad that you're here. You only come one time as a guest. And after that, we just claim you make you part of the family. We are delighted to have the Barrick family with us from Orlando, Florida. Amen. What a great honor. What a, what a great honor uh, it is to have this wonderful family. And, and uh, they are visiting, of course, uh, their daughter and son-in-law, who are very dear to us, Brother Tyler and Sister Caitlin Kovach. And uh, we love this family, and we thank them for being with us today on this special day, All Nations Sunday. And God is truly ministering to all nations through the ministry of Tree of Life Church. Last night at our Spanish language service, we had two filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. One was baptized in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Rubio, could you just kind of wave your hand there in the, in, the, in the drum cage? But every Sunday morning, Brother Rubio is translating the preaching of the Word of God to those who may not be able to, to, to understand the language in which it is spoken. And so he speaks it, he preaches it in a language that they uh, do speak. And so we thank the Lord for uh, Brother Rubio, who is translating our services into the Spanish language. We want everybody to be able to hear the word of the Lord. And we thank God. We thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank Brother Escobedo, who preached last night. Amen. God blessed in a wonderful way. We're going to go into the word of the Lord, and I won't be long. I know that we've had a full service, and it has been a beautiful service. How many have enjoyed the presence of the Lord this morning? Amen. It's so good to see the Carroll family here. God bless them in the name of the Lord. So glad that they're with us. Amen. And I, I, I know I'm missing folks, so I better just move on. But uh, we're just thankful for all who are here today. From the book of Genesis, chapter uh, 50. And I want to read to you from a few verses of Scripture. Verse 14 of Genesis, chapter 50. The word of the Lord says this, And Joseph returned into Egypt, he and his brethren, and all that went up with him to bury his father, after he had buried his father. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall you say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin." For they did unto thee evil, and now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. His brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore, fear ye not. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them, and he spake kindly unto them. I now want to read from the book of 2 Corinthians, and I will read from the 5th chapter of 2 Corinthians Beginning with the 17th verse of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled. Everybody say reconciled. Who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them 
and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. And I want to preach for just a few moments this morning on the subject, the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. Could we just lift our voices and our hearts and our hands unto the Lord? God, we love you and we praise your name. We ask for your blessing in this house, oh God. We pray the blessing of the Lord upon each and every individual, each and every family. We pray in the name of Jesus that you would have your way in this house. I pray, God, a special anointing upon the word of the Lord. Allow us, Lord, to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We love you, God, and we give you praise. We call upon the blessing of the Lord and we receive it in Jesus' name. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Some of you may have known, some of you may not have known. My family comes from uh, Persia. Uh, my name, Urshan Ur, it's, it's actually uh, the, the same Ur of the Bible when the Bible says that Abraham came from Ur of the Chaldees. That's where our name Urshan comes from. So sometimes I like to tell people that before Abraham was, uh, we were. Amen. So it's Chaldean, it's uh, Assyrian, it, 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 and it's that, that uh, cultural uh, area and, and geographical area of the world. My great-grandfather came to the United States. Uh, when he came to the United States, he came looking for the American dream. He, of course, was met with uh, many times hostility. He was, uh, he was judged for his culture. He was mistreated because he could not speak the English language. And he was unable to, to fit very well into society when he first arrived. And, and it was difficult for him. But, but what he found was he found God. He found God. He repented of his sins in a dramatic fashion. He was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. Later, he was baptized in the precious name of Jesus Christ. He went back to Iran to preach the gospel to his family. There, he met great, great persecution and obstacles. He felt as though he would not come out alive. As a matter of fact, when he went, he knew that massacres were occurring, especially to those of the Christian faith. And he went with this belief that he would, in fact, be a martyr for the name of Jesus Christ. But instead of being martyred, God used him to bring a great revival to Iran. And to this day, there is an underground church in the nation of Iran that continues to thrive. He saw mighty miracles in one particular day, the day actually that they were delivered from the massacres. They were in their home and they were, they were praying in their home. They were, they were knelt down and, and praying softly and so that they would not be heard. And they were, they were singing the old hymn, Under the Blood, Under the Blood, Under the Precious Cleansing Flood. And while they were singing it, the massacres were occurring outside of the home. Inside the home, they were trying to pray that God would protect them. But there were about 40 people gathered in this little home service. There was a, a man that broke into the door. He was radical in his beliefs about uh, Islam. He was determined to murder them when he first arrived into that, into that place. My great-grandfather stood up and said, please do not harm these people. He said, they're innocent people. And he said, they are, they just want to worship in freedom. And he said, as the man walked in the door, there was murder on his face. But as the mercy of God moved upon his heart, the, the murder left and the mercy began to set in. And he began to have compassion. I'm telling you, God can do the miraculous. This man took them as his prisoners, so to speak. 
He said, follow me. I will, I will take you prisoner, but I will not take you prisoner. I will lead you to a place of safety. He led the whole congregation to the Russian border and helped them get across into a place where they would no longer face that particular type of persecution. They faced a new kind of persecution, however, because communism was just setting roots into the, into the nation of Russia, becoming the Soviet Union. And they faced a new kind of persecution. More persecution, more uh, situations where their life was in peril. At one point, uh, they were set before a firing squad. My great-grandfather was found preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Soviet soldiers set him up before a firing squad and proceeded to an initiate. And before they did, he said, I want to pray before I die. And he thought, there's only, if, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die talking in tongues. So he just lifted up his voice and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And he spoke in tongues, and he spoke in tongues. He felt that when he would stop speaking in tongues, he'd probably wake up in glory. And, uh, and yet, when he, when he finished communing with God in an unknown language, everything was fine. He was alive. The people of the church were alive. The soldiers were gone. And he looked at the translator whose mouth was hanging open. And the translator said, you told me you didn't speak any Russian. He said, I don't speak any Russian. That's why I've got you here. And the translator said, but you just told those soldiers in fluent Russian that there's an army of angels surrounding them, ready to slay them on the spot if they dare pull the trigger. He came to America, not only was he not a martyr, but he came with a fresh boldness and a newfound inspiration and enthusiasm. He preached the gospel all up and down Russia, and they received the gospel with gladness, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. I say that because I want you to know that God is capable of doing the miraculous. God is able to do things you and I cannot imagine God being able to do. But God can reconcile things you and I can't reconcile. God can heal things you and I can't heal. God can step into circumstances that seem insurmountable. And he can turn it all around for his glory. You bring your most complicated need to God. And God will turn it around. You hear this gospel preacher this morning. I said God will turn it around. If this gospel weren't true, I wouldn't preach it. If this gospel weren't true, I wouldn't devote my life to it. If this gospel weren't true, I wouldn't testify to its power and to its glory. But it is so true. It is so powerful. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ that is the power of God unto salvation. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Hallelujah. He is able to do the miraculous. He is able to heal things that seem unhealable. He is able to, to solve things that seem like they cannot be solved. When we look at this matter of, of Joseph and, and his brothers, this is one of the most complicated circumstances that the Bible even references. This matter of Joseph having had his world turned upside down. When you read the passage of scripture that we just read from Genesis chapter 50, it is alarming the fact that Joseph was able to say to his brothers, you meant it unto me for evil, but God turned it around for the good. You tried to destroy my life, but God turned it all around, hallelujah, for the good. God saw a bigger picture. God saw down the road. Yes, I went through pain. At your hands, I went through pain. At your betrayal, I went through a seasons of abandonment and brokenness. It was psychological warfare. I nearly died in my depression. My loneliness was insurmountable. I don't know how in the world I got through, but all I know is that God looked down the road and he took everything every bit of evil that was done toward me and he turned it all around for the goodness of God and for the glory of Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah. Don't you look at this world and think God can't fix it. Don't you look at this society and don't think God can't fix it. Don't you look at this political climate and think that God can't fix it. I want somebody to know that the grace of God is sufficient and that the blood of Jesus has all power. Oh, hallelujah. 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 They sold him into slavery. And that was an act of mercy. They really wanted to kill him. So you think about the, the positive thing was that he was sold into slavery. That's an atrocity. And, and yet it spared his life and he was sold into slavery. He gets into Potiphar's house and is betrayed by Potiphar's wife. They cast him into prison. And he lays there languishing in that prison until, until finally he gets a break. So he can interpret the dream of Pharaoh. And now all of a sudden it becomes clear what God was doing. Famine was coming to the land. Famine was entering into the earth. And God had set Joseph up at just the right time. At just the right place. In just the right season. I don't know why you've gone through what you've gone through. But you hear what I'm telling you? God, hallelujah, has got you set up at just the right time. In just the right season. At just the right place. Because he's going to turn it all around. Hallelujah. Not only for you, but for those around you. I don't think we understand but this famine that came to the land was not just to the to bits and pieces of land. It was a worldwide famine. And God allowed Joseph to be in a position where this famine would have wrecked the world and destroyed whole, whole nations. But they were able to flow unto the purpose and the providence of God. I want Tree of Life to understand that God has raised us up to be a healing of the nations. God put it in my spirit when we first arrived at this property that we are not just another church, that we are not just another congregation, but we are here for the bearing of precious fruit, and that precious fruit will heal the nations of this world. And I want you to hear what I'm telling you. It's going to start with this nation right here that we're living in. Hallelujah. I'm going to say it again because, because I hope everybody believes me. It's going to start right here in this nation where we're living in. I'm the, listen, let the world fight and let the world disagree and let the world get vehement with one another. But we're going to stand as a light of the world. We're going to stand as salt of the earth. We're going to stand as a city on a hill that cannot be hit. Twenty-four hour news cycles with constant bickering, constant, constant bickering, constant unrest, constant distress, people fighting against people, nation rising against nation, and kingdom rising against kingdom. It's a sign of the times. It's a sign of the times that Jesus is getting ready to, to come on back. But you want me to tell you another sign of the times? It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit. And I'm not just going to pour out my spirit on this segment over here or this segment over there or this corner of the globe. But I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. might as well get ready because the miracles are coming and they're happening all around us. I'm talking about deep, complex healing. I'm talking about deep wounds being healed. I'm talking about the blood of Jesus going down into places that we could never go. Oh, hallelujah. But it has the power to set the souls of men free. It has the power to reconcile relationships. It has the power to heal old wounds. We stand for the healing of the nations. We are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. 
And while we come from different places and have different backgrounds, and our families perhaps speak different languages, however, we are one holy nation. We do not believe in race because the Bible does not talk about race in the way that the world talks about race. The world would have us believe that people are separated into different categories and compartments and that this race and that race and that race and this race are all separated peoples. We are not to be separated peoples. We are one nation of men for to dwell upon the face of the earth. We are one blood in Jesus Christ. Every single one of us is made in the image of God and we reflect His glory uniquely. And Tree of Life Church stands gladly, stands boldly and says we denounce racism and we denounce systemic racism. Notice, notice what Joseph, notice what Joseph did when his brothers said to him, could you ever forgive us? Can you ever forgive us for what we did? Jacob had died. They were convinced that Joseph's good treatment of them was solely dependent on the fact that Jacob was alive. All of a sudden, Jacob dies. And they think he will hate us now for sure. Now comes the payback. Because the only reason he didn't pay us back already is dead and buried in the grave. And they said, how could you ever forgive us? Could you ever see your way through to, to showing mercy to us? Joseph then said to them, you meant it to me for evil. God meant it for the good. Fear ye not. Now Joseph didn't just like, you know, Joseph didn't just arrive at this place of, of thinking. There were several moments where he had to leave the room and weep. There were several moments where he had to hide himself from everybody because his, his spirit was struggling with the conflict of forgiveness and unforgiveness, of bitterness and resentment. And, and who do they think they are after all they did? Now walking in here expecting me to give something that will satisfy their soul. It was a struggle for Joseph. But go ahead and struggle through it because God has something beautiful on the other side of that struggle God has something beautiful on the other side of that struggle he said I will nourish you and I will nourish your little ones and I will I will comfort you and speak kindly unto you Tree of life, can we just break it on down? Because I'm going to tell you how we heal the nations. It's one thing to get up and say, oh yeah, we're going to heal the nations. And then it's another thing to heal the nations. Here's how we heal the nations. Nourish one another. Nourish one another's little ones. Comfort one another. And speak kindly unto one another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speak kindly unto one another. Let me remind you that the Bible teaches us to be kind one to another. It does not say be nice one to another. I said it does not say be nice. It says be kind. Now when I say it don't say be nice, some of you are like, oh good, I didn't even know it didn't say be nice. That's awesome. Let me make a note of that. Don't have to be nice, all right. It's not, that's not the point. You're missing the point. Back, come to the altar right now. You're already missing the point. He said be kind. The reason I say it doesn't say be nice is nice has just almost a, almost a fake sound to it. Nice is what your wife tells you when you're walking into a family reunion that you don't want to be at. And as you're about to go in through the door and she looks at you and said, please be nice. So you walk into the family reunion rolling your eyes, but you mm, put a little smile on your face. And 
you get through the pleasantries and deal with it and you're nice and nice and you're checking your watch how much longer do I have to be nice the Bible doesn't say be nice because God, God doesn't want us to fake love he said be kind be kind. Be kind. You know what kind means? It's where we get our word kindred. It's where we get our word kinship. Kind has to do with family. So when you treat somebody kindly, you treat them like family. They are your brother. They are your sister. You don't have to look just alike for them to be your brother and your sister. It's not about who we look like. It's who we are being like. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are to be like Jesus. And the Jesus I serve went out of his way to minister to people who were not in his little sphere of community. His disciples didn't even understand that. So he said, y'all get out of my way. I've got to go to Samaria. The woman from Samaria was shocked when Jesus showed up. She said, I can't believe you being a Jew would talk to a Samaritan. But he was letting her know, right now everybody worships in their own little corners. But the hour has come and now is that the Father, hallelujah, seeketh those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Look at your neighbor say the hour has come. Look at your other neighbor say the hour has come. The hour has come. The hour has come for love. The hour has come for peace. The hour has come for unity. The hour has come for revival. I'm about to shout this thing off, y'all. It's about to get real in Jesus' name. If it starts... I can't shake my head the way I want to shake my head. It's going to have to come off. Glory, because I'm feeling a head-shaking Holy Ghost move right now. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, it's not just my head. It's the ground that will shake. Hallelujah. It's the gates of hell that will shake. You hear what I'm telling you? God is doing something new. God is doing something Now, I, I, want, I, I feel, I want to share with you, God is doing something amazing in our church. Tree of life, tree of life, there, there is no limit to what God is going to do in this congregation. There is power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, I'm going to tell you, the Republicans and the Democrats do not have the power to turn society around. It's not going to come from a political solution. It's not going to come from legislation. It's going to come from the gospel. It's going to come from prayer and fasting. It's going to come from love one for another. So don't get caught up in what divides this world. God's doing something amazing at Tree of Life Church. I want to share just a couple of testimonies with you. I asked for permission, Brother Terry Chastain, Milford police officer, was driving, turning the corner one day and found a car that had encountered problems. The car encountered problems and had broken down, was not able to go forward. He stopped his, his police car and got out to... To help the situation. The gentleman that was the driver of the car was a young African American man. And his wife. And their children. Their small children. It was a, it was a difficult situation because they were in harm's way. When Brother Chastain, Officer Chastain came out of his vehicle. The gentleman who had been driving the car saw him coming and immediately felt like he was in harm's way. He actually put his hands up. Said don't shoot. 
Brother Chastain immediately recognized that there was a scar, there was a, there was a pain from something in the past. And he was eager to let this man know, you don't have to worry about that today. Now hear me, hear me something, let me tell you something, tree of life. When somebody tells you that they feel afraid, when, when a police officer pulls them over, if you can't relate to it, that's your business. But don't take their words lightly. You know what you do? You speak kindly and you comfort. There, there is such a thing as systemic racism. And it's different than just racism. Racism is a, is, a, is a diabolical thing that the enemy has sown into our society. And it causes people to develop hatred toward one another. And many people will say, well, I'm not racist and so they can't identify with what systemic racism is. Systemic racism is racism that is built into systems. Systems that still occur around us that we're unaware had a racist origin. So for instance, I was in New York City a couple of weeks ago. When I was in New York City, I, I noticed the low-hanging overpass. They began to explain to me that the city planners planned the overpass to hang Quite low, low enough that the city bus could not pass the overpass. Their reasoning for that was because many of the people in the inner city were people of color and they relied upon public transportation. And the city planners had created a system to where they wouldn't be able to move beyond the city and into the suburban areas. That is systemic racism. When somebody then drives up trying to get their bus, because one of our Bible college was trying to get their bus through one of the overpasses, and they couldn't get through the overpass, and they said, well, who in the world built this overpass that a bus can't get through it? And they're thinking, somebody must not have thought it all the way through. Sadly, somebody did think it all the way through, and they thought it through, and, and they were racist in the way they even built out the city planning. There is such a thing as systemic racism. And the church stands against it. And when somebody comes up to us and tells us that they experience systemic racism, we don't count it out and say all oh, times have changed and there's not struggles like there were. There are still the residue of racism that has been in our society. We must preach against it. We must pray against it. We must love folks. And comfort people. Brother Chastain immediately went to action to help this man in his circumstances. And he called for a tow truck. The man said, you don't understand, officer. He said, I'm, I'm in a position right now. I'm, I'm just trying to take care of my family. He said, I'm not going to be able to take care of this tow truck. But the Chastain said, don't worry about the tow truck and, and, and the paying for the tow truck. He said, we're going to, the tow truck comes and then what do you do? Because you've got a family of five and a tow truck has seats for two. And one of them's for the tow truck driver. <laughs> Brother Chastain said, we're going to call you a taxi and we're going to make sure that you get where you need to go. He said, I, I'm trying to explain to you. I'm, I'm going through a hard time in my life. I can't pay for a taxi. He said, don't worry about the taxi. When the taxi comes up, Officer Chastain walks over and says to the, to the taxi driver, listen, I, I've got to keep working. But he said, could you hang with this family and make sure that they're safe and make sure that they get where they need to go? The man is, is, is going through a struggle right now financially. I need you just to stay. He said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stay here. And then Brother Chastain said, I'm going to go get some money because he didn't have cash on him. He said, I'm going to go get some money and help. And the taxi driver said, you're not giving me any money. He said, this is on me today. 
the man came over to Officer Chastain and, and his, first, his first reaction based on the pain of his past experiences was to immediately put his hands up and say, don't shoot. But when he realized he's dealing with something that he's never encountered before, this isn't just, this is not just a law enforcement officer. This is a leaf off the tree of life and the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nation. I have to preach it to you. A couple days later, the grandmother of the gentleman who Brother Chastain was, was assisting that day, the grandmother called the Milford Police Headquarters and asked to speak to the officer that helped her grandson. Officer Chastain was called into his supervisor's office. He walks in and he said, did you help somebody the other day and help them with a tow truck and help them with a taxi ride home and their family? He said, yes, sir, I did. He said, well, somebody wants to talk to you. The grandmother got on the phone and said, thank God for you. I'm in Los Angeles, California. My grandson has been falling upon hard times. We've been praying for his soul. We've been praying that he would meet somebody that could show him the love of God. Welcome to the tree of life. Welcome to the tree of life. Welcome to the tree of life. And it is not, healing will not come because we are special people. Healing will come because Jesus is Lord. And we will exalt him until he draws all men unto himself. I need to share with you another testimony. Brother Scott Kennedy, who has, I asked him for permission to share his testimony. He said, you share it anywhere you want to share it, tell everybody about it. Because he's one of the kindest men, one of the most gentle men, one of the sweetest, nicest men you will ever meet. But that's what Jesus will do for somebody. Years ago, I, want, I just want you to know what happens at the tree of life. Years ago, before he came to Tree of Life, he was, he, he of course is in a business where he sells, uh, he purchases memorabilia and then sells it. And, 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 and somebody brought to him some memorabilia. It was a young man, it was a young African American man. He came into his office, Brother Scott Kennedy made the transaction with him, and then the man left his office. A few days later, he received a call to come to an apartment complex to look at some other sports memorabilia. And so he did. When he drove up into this apartment complex, he saw in the distance the man that was in his office just a few days earlier. And, and the man made eye contact with him but darted around the back of the building. Brother Scott thought that looked a little suspicious. He called his wife. He said, I want you just to be on the phone with me because I don't know what I'm getting into. And this is, this is just, I just want you to be on the phone with me. Folks, there are criminals in every culture. Every culture. And, 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 and the criminal element within a culture does not define that culture. In any culture. Brother Scott did not know but that he was getting ready to encounter a criminal act. He was about to encounter an act of violence. He walked to the door. He was led into the apartment. Immediately, he was assaulted by two men. They pulled him in. They were trying to steal his briefcase because there was a certain amount of money that he brought because he was expecting to make a purchase. And they began to just try to steal the money. He struggled and fought back. He heard one man say to another man, shoot him. Shoot him now. Hurry. Shoot him. A gunshot rang out. Brother Scott was hit in his leg. He went to the ground. 
and he began to bleed, nearly bleed out. The two men left the scene, and, and I, the two young African-American men, I say that because that doesn't matter, criminality is criminality, but it's important to the testimony that you know that. They were, he was laying on the ground bleeding, he had no way to get out of the apartment. And miraculously, I don't even know how to explain it, but two men walked into that apartment and he said one was his grandfather and one was his cousin, both of whom had passed away. Angels of the Lord, no doubt, who appeared to him like, like he, he recognized who it was. And they picked him up and took him out of that apartment. These two invisible men sat him down on the sidewalk where another man was walking into the apartment with his bag of groceries in his hand. He saw Brother Scott laying on the sidewalk and immediately called 911. This man that he saw was bleeding out. His wife had also called 911 because she heard the exchange. Brother Scott lay there and he nearly bled to death. They saved his life. And for the next year he could not walk. He was in therapy trying to regain mobility in his leg. And I just want to be real with you now because at Tree of Life we're not going to run from reality. In that year, without knowing the love of God, Brother Scott developed hatred in his heart. Bitterness began to set in. Resentment began to set in. Severe hate and deep hate began to set in. He almost didn't recognize himself because he began to judge everybody he saw that looked similar to the two men who attacked him. He began to prejudge them and think of them the way he did his attackers. Then one day somebody said, I want you to come to church and help Grandma Durham come to the house of God. Grandma Durham was a member of First Apostolic Church, which is, of course, Tree of Life. Scott said, I'd be happy to bring Grandma to church. He brought Sister Durham to the house of God. She could no longer see. She could no longer drive herself. She brought, he brought her to the house of God. I saw Brother Scott come in, and I wanted to reach out to him. And I said to Brother Scott, I said, man, I'm so glad you're here. I want you to join me in a preaching engagement that I have. Just wanted to get to know him. Just wanted to try to, to help him in his, in his desire to walk with the Lord. All he was doing was bringing Grandma to church. I didn't know if he wanted to serve the Lord or not. He was just, just making sure Grandma had a ride. But something just in me said, why don't you come with me and go with me to the preaching engagement. He said, okay. So we did. We went to Clarksville, Tennessee, Abundant Life Outreach Center, where Brother Fazel Colbreth, Sister Nia Kelly, Brother Daniel Kelly, have both, all of them came out of Abundant Life Outreach Center. Pastor Gary Ellis, dear friend, longtime preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He is an African-American pastor. He had a men's conference that I was preaching. I wanted Brother Scott to go with me. We walk into the men's conference. I had no idea that Brother Scott was wrestling with this hurt and hate and bitterness in his heart. I had no idea. When he walked into the conference, the pastoral staff of Pastor Ellis welcomed us. It was several men, all of whom happened to be African American. And when they welcomed us, they said, could we take your Bible? May we take your, 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 your bag? Follow us. We want to take you to the hospitality room. And Brother Scott told me later, he said, when we first got there, I thought, what has Pastor gotten myself into? <laughs> he said, I was afraid. And he said, I began to feel that hate try to rise up inside of me. He said, but, but all of a sudden, something amazing happened. Because they began to nourish me. And they began to comfort me. And they began to speak kindly unto me. With tears rolling down his face, he said, Pastor, while I sat there and received the ministry from those men of God who just spoke to me with such kindness and such love, he said, I felt God pull the hate out of my heart. I felt God turn my... He said, the devil had lied to me and tried to make me become prejudiced toward people. Because of my painful experience. But he said, God took all the hate out of my heart. God took all the hurt out of my heart.
And now when you meet Scott, you're meeting a child of God full of the love of God for all people. I don't know what kind of an experience you've been through. I don't know what kind of a difficult situation. If it was a difficult encounter with law enforcement, if it was a difficult encounter with somebody that, that, that looks to you like a certain culture, and now you can't get that out of your mind, in the name of Jesus, be released from all bondage, and every chain be broken, in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. And when somebody walks into my, into my presence, I have in me the word of reconciliation. I have in me the power, hallelujah, of the Holy Ghost. You have in you the power of the love of God. You begin to speak kindly unto them. You begin to comfort them. You begin to nourish them in the name of the Lord. And we're going to stand up in this city and in this nation as a light in the darkness. Hallelujah. There might be racism in some places of worship. There will not be racism at Tree of Life Church. Hallelujah. And if you're struggling with that in your heart, you need to give it to God and let the Holy Ghost do a work in you because God is able. Oh, hallelujah. God is able. I said God is able. God is able. He's doing it among us even right now. He's doing it among us even right now. He's healing the hurt. He's taking away hate. He's removing prejudice. He's removing preconceived notions when somebody hallelujah has an imagination in their mind you can cast down that imagination the bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds hallelujah bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ Hallelujah. And we cast down every imagination. It's not just talking about my imaginations, but when I meet somebody who has an imagination about me or about you, and they begin to prejudge us. It's not just racism. Sometimes they'll prejudge us as religious people. And they'll say, I don't want anything to do with church because I've had experiences in church. And my experiences at church are bad experiences. It's time to cast those imaginations down because you're not going to have that experience at the Tree of Life Church. Somebody lift your hands to heaven and give God praise. Now listen, listen to me ladies and gentlemen. I want you to know what's going on at Tree of Life. I want you to know there's healing happening even while we worship God. I want you to know that there are people who have, who have been broken and God is putting them back together. There have been people who have been hurt, legitimately wounded by racism, by religion. They've been legitimately wounded by betrayal in their marriage, legitimately wounded. You hear what I'm telling you? We've got wounded people, but the Lord is in this place. Come on, somebody lift your hands to heaven right now and give him the praise that he's worthy of. Give him the praise that he's worthy of. Come on, all across this house, I want every nation to begin to magnify the name of the Lord in this house. Hallelujah. Come on, every nation, lift up the name of Jesus in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want everybody to magnify the God of your salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, every individual, lift up the name of the Lord. Come on, every tongue, every kindred, lift up the name of the Lord. How many are ready to heal the nations? How many are ready to heal the nations? Come on, how many are ready to heal the nations? Come on, if you're ready to heal the nations, stand on your feet with me right now. Lift your hands to heaven and say, if you can use anything, God, you can use me. Come on, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let me speak kindly to somebody. Let me comfort somebody. Let me minister to somebody. Let me nourish somebody. 
Let me nourish somebody. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Come on, I want everybody who has struggled, I want you to just begin to praise God right now in the name of the Lord. If you're going through a struggle, whatever that struggle may be, begin to praise His name right now in the name of Jesus. He Yes, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. I wonder if you could just put your hand on the shoulder of the person near you right now and pray for them in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you right now. Because God is going to do something through Tree of Life. God is going to do something through Tree of Life. Hallelujah. He's going to do something through Tree of Life. You know why you're here? You're here because God has anointed you to heal nations. You say, I don't know if I'm there yet, Pastor, because of my past experiences. Your past experiences have equipped you to heal the nation. Come on, that's it. Pray for somebody nearby right now. You don't know what kind of pain they've experienced. You don't know what kind of turmoil they've gone through. You don't know what kind of circumstance they've dealt with in life. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, we're going to turn it around. I said we're going to turn it around. In the name of Jesus, we're going to turn it around. We're going to turn it around. Come on, somebody, let words of peace flow out of your mouth. Let words of kindness and comfort flow out of your mouth. Let acts of kindness flow out of your mouth right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let healing happen in this place. Let healing happen in this place. Let healing happen in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, if you want to be one of those to heal the nations, I want you to come forward right now. If you feel the Spirit of the Lord drawing you, come forward right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I want you to use me to heal nations, to heal hearts. I want you to use me to cast down imaginations. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Come on, that's it, that's Stand it. God bless you. Hallelujah. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. 